Let's talk community. Specifically, let's talk about supporting local businesses and tracking how that support definitely benefits your immediate geographic community and how supporting other businesses may or may not support your community. And listen, I get it. Big companies offer a lot of convenience and I want my conveniences wherever I go. If I go to a national coffee chain, then I want that experience to be the same no matter which location I walk into. But I also know that it's the local coffee shop that's supporting the school PTA, giving scholarships to local kids, having conversations with local representatives, and who actually care about making sure that the communities we all live in are thriving. Our conversation today is with local tattoo shop owner, Mike Welch of Nakoma's Tattoo. He shares a bit about his unlikely journey from being a well-known graffiti artist with warrants out for his arrest to a business owner and a community leader. Hey everybody, welcome to Bottomless Coffee. I am Jerome, I am well caffeinated this morning. Uh, I want to start off with a special thanks to our Patreon community members. You keep us going and you keep us uh, upping the quality of these podcasts, which I certainly appreciate. Today, we're going to talk about uh, why local businesses matter. Um, now, this is kind of an intersection with community. When do you uh, have community, you have development, and what that development looks like is really impactful on the community. Okay. Now, um, just for my your personal reference for context, uh, I do come from a family where my mother owned a small business. Uh, owning a small business is not easy. There are a lot of early mornings. There are a lot of late nights. Um, but a lot of the support that you get as a small business owner comes from those people who are in your immediate geographic area. Now, I say that, I suppose uh, these days, um, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm old. Okay, everybody. At this point, I'm old. So in the past, you don't look it though. <laughs> <laughs> in the past, certainly it would have been uh, in that immediate geographic area. Now we've got online communities like our own, um, where you can draw support from wherever. Now you just heard Mike jump in. Mike is our guest today. He is a community leader in my neighborhood, which means he's also my neighbor. What's up, Mike? How are you doing? I'm good, Jerome. You got me up. You got a tattooer up at nine in the morning. That's a very impressive <laughs> feat. So. The draw of the podcast is strong. Yeah. Now, you are also, um, you're a leader in the community, but you're also a business owner. Uh, you own a tattoo. Does, are they still called tattoo parlors or they're, they're called tattoo shops? It, it depends on what... Uh, like tattooing has marketing just like everything else. And some people will want to call it a tattoo parlor. Some people will call it a tattoo studio. Sometimes mm -hmm. it'll be like private only studio and all this other stuff. But I come from a situation from my background in tattooing that I work at a tattoo shop. I'm a walk-in tattooer. been doing it 17 years and I'll probably be a walk-in artist for another 17. So it's a tattoo shop. Awesome. And it's Nakoma's Tattoo. Yep. Grandma tattoo, actually. Grandma tattoo? <laughs> uh, Nicomas means, I believe it's in Ojibwe. Nicomas is the grandmother for Hiawatha. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So one day we'll use that as, and do a thing that says grandma tattoo. So huh. I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool because our community is, you know, Nicomas, Nicomas, but it's actually grandma. Hmm. Thank you. I think you're informing a lot of people. I should let you know the audience um, it, for us is not just a Minnesota. 20% of the people who listen are in India. Oh, Go that's big. awesome. That's <laughs> so dope. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're educating a lot of people on Ojibwe today. <laughs> now, very quickly, uh, are your pronouns he and him? Yep, yep, yep. So. Okay. And um, how did you uh, get into tattooing? Um, so like I was saying before, uh, I was a graffiti writer for a long time and then 
Um, long story short, I had caught my third case in Minneapolis, my third case in Minneapolis, and I was looking at six months for a probation violation. So I decided that I was going to leave and run from the law. And I did. Oh, and okay. yeah, so I had come from that background. Sure. But then I wanted to become a nationally known graffiti writer. I achieved those goals. And once I achieved those goals, I wanted to do something else. And luckily, <clears throat> through my connections with graffiti, uh, one of my friends was willing to vouch for me. Mm-hmm. I was living in Louisville, Kentucky at the time, but I had to move to Erie, Pennsylvania, which is seven hours from there. It's a brutal climate. They get about twice as much snow as Minnesota, oh, or like oh, the Twin really? Cities. Yes. And uh, I gave up everything um, to tattoo, and I apprenticed at Ink Assassins. Um, and then under Dave Steele, and I worked there for five years. So that's how I got into tattooing. I had to sacrifice a lot. I had to step away from my graffiti completely and uh i feel like it's i've done well and i'm feel very blessed because i know a lot of other graffiti writers that do not have the experience that i have and a lot of them graffiti was the start of their Mm -hmm. criminal life and it jumped off worse than that and i don't say for a second that i'm an angel by any means or whatever oh i don't say that about you either yeah yeah i don't think anybody (laughs) does but but uh but it's like, because of those experiences, like I was able to transition into, into being a tattoo artist. And I feel really lucky where some of my friends, they, they went to jail, they went to prison. And yeah. now they're, now they're like, they've got that felony on their record. They can't find a job and mix in drug addictions and stuff like that. So I feel really, really, really blessed that I'm in this situation and not those. And I definitely feel for them because there's, there's no reason I shouldn't be because mm-hmm. of all my background and stuff like that, having like coming from a poor situation, parents who were involved in drugs, lightweight or whatever, but they were bikers. Like I should be one of those individuals, but for whatever reason, I'm that mm-hmm. sliver of that percentage of like two parents that come from a really kind of different kind of messed up background. There's yeah. that 2% that like are successful in another 98 and the, you know, not being successful in life or whatever, and be good contributors to society. So I feel that I'm lucky with that, but I, well, I feel blessed. You know, I think um, I agree. There's certainly luck at play, but one of the reasons that uh, we started this podcast is because we want people to understand that no matter where they are in their lives, um, they can make choices that change their situation uh, personally and change their communities. And so while luck was certainly um, part of your story, you also, like you said, left everything to make a different choice and go in a different direction. And that at least contributed uh, to where you are now, um, because it's not just that you are a business owner. You're also using that business space to support your community. Um, you know, you've got pet rescues that happen in the back of the shop. Uh, I've been there. I should have, oh, you know, I have the poster for your Toys for Tots uh, event. Um, you know, I'll try, I'll, maybe I'll put it on the website. It's Mike in like a Santa hat and a bunch of toys. <laughs> well, but, but even that poster, like using the connections that you have in your life in a positive way mm-hmm. is a blessing. So like how that poster mm-hmm. even came along is like, so the person who designed that, is he's a graffiti artist street artist locally biafra he looked up to my graffiti somewhat and we became friends through that and now he does all these posters for us and stuff i don't know how to do that and he does that for free because he knows that it's like community kind of stuff so it all like kind of comes around and goes around it's really really cool and there's like there's you know there's the toys or tots thing I've been doing that for years. And then, you know, I definitely implemented here. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it last like in 2020 because um, my, my wife and I got COVID right before it. So sure. it kind of sucked. But next year we'll have it in a big way and like the pet rescue stuff. Um, we started the bilingual library, yeah. uh, blood, blood drives. Um, the business association had an outdoor concert. They're going to have it hopefully this year again. You know, we, we give 5% of our profits to not, um, 5% of our profits go to like, nonprofits, you know, like charities and businesses and people in need. I mean, we've been really, really lucky with that too, because I mean, like, it's not just about like helping the community, you help out your clients too. Like Mm -hmm. one of, one of our clients will remain unnamed. Like 
he was going through a, a pretty bad dispute with uh, his baby's, you know, um, mother. And, okay. and I mean, it was like really, really brutal. Like he went there um, to pick them up once and the house was trashed and she mm. had some drug addiction issues and stuff like that. Mm. And he was in a really, really bad place. So we were able to take money that month because I knew he had to like get out of a situation, get an apartment for him and his kids. So we were able to give some money to that, you know, and then there was like yeah. another client at a house fire. We were able to give to that. So it's like, because of these things and like, it's like, since I'm so cheap, <laughs> like and i just i just put yeah since i'm so cheap and i put money in the bank it's like well why don't we take some of that money and i live very minimalistically i try mm -hmm. to you know and it's like i know we share that you know yeah, oh, so yeah. it's like so it's like we're in the in that situation where it's like all right maybe we can take this five percent and put it towards other things instead of just letting it you know collect interest in the bank so that's cool okay so i heard a couple of different things throwing it all at you once well it's all right it's all right it's you know this is my this is my job here on bottom one's coffee uh so you mentioned um several almost different relationships right and the form of those relationships or the other the person on the other side of those relationships kind of seems to change so you've got individual relationships um that you support uh people coming into the shop and they're having uh, certain circumstances and you see an opportunity where you can assist and so you, you step up and you do that you've also got these nonprofit associations uh, like the toys for tots like whoever is bringing in the dogs to the back of the shop or what have you uh, and then you've got these business associations as well like the nokomis east business association and um at some point you know i don't know something must have triggered in you to where you thought okay i need to be more involved in the community or what have you because you kind of took us on a little bit of your journey um to was it kentucky first yeah then, like i went then, from then pennsylvania no i mean like i've lived all over all it's over like, the place okay. yeah because like the, the beauty of it jerome is like when you catch one case and you run from the law then you 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 feel much more emboldened to do the same thing oh, in okay. another city. So, <laughs> okay. so like once, once like, and when I was like writing graffiti, I took it like, I don't want people to think that it was like an innocent, like, oh, he was just writing his name. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that, I mean, maybe a little bit, but what it was for me is like, I really like to do like intense, very, very intense things in places they don't belong. So it'd be like, on the highway i'd be doing something that would be like six seven colors and really trying to work on my letter structure and stuff because that is a strong point in graffiti is like the letters so it's like but that also brings a higher chance of a probability of getting arrested and oh, busted. Yeah. so like i went from kentucky kentucky to columbus ohio back to kentucky detroit for a few months back to kentucky erie pennsylvania that's when i started my apprenticeship and then you know, I was accustomed to moving around. So I did that a little bit too. So then I was like, so then I went down and lived in where you're from Georgia uh, for a few months. Then I lived in Jacksonville, Florida for six months, which I have to tell people, if you want to see the creme de la creme of the most <laughs> stuff you will ever oh, see. We're going to be that. <laughs> uh, whatever, like, I mean, Hey, I come from that environment. So it's like, mm -hmm. I can, I can mm -hmm. call it because I mean, like, that's what the environment I grew up in. And then when I moved down to Jacksonville, I was like, wow, like there's people who like, they like wrestle alligators down here and they're fun. They're like a crack. Yeah. Alligators in their, you yeah. know, spare time and like all this other stuff. But it was like really eye opening because I was like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, like maybe it wasn't so bad the way I grew up, you know, like, <laughs> right. So, but then, uh, and then I went uh, from there, I went back to Erie and then I bounced around a little bit more and then I came back to Minnesota. So I've, I've, I've lived all over. Okay. Well, let me ask it a different way. Um, when was your first like community event? If you can recall, like, did you start out hosting community events or was there a point where you um, like helped someone else put one on? It, um, I actually took notes on this. So oh, okay, I great. see you fishing. I see you fishing. Uh, so the, uh, <laughs> Um, there was two events in the beginning of my tattoo career that I was involved in that I was very, very lucky to be involved in. And then 
since those two things happened, I was like, I really want to have a space where I have like tattooing and then I can actually do mm -hmm. things to um, give back to the community. So when my wife and I bought this building, there's half of it that's the tattooing stuff, but then there's a back half that's like that we could use for community stuff that we're not going to do tattooing back there at all. And that's how we can have the dog rescue stuff and not have a health code violation and all this other stuff. Yeah. But to answer, to, well, because that had to be like one of the biggest concerns, right? Right away when we opened, I had to talk to our health inspector, Kathy Loudon at the time she's since retired and I had a wonderful relationship with her. She's always been super awesome. So she like walked us through the process and stuff, mm -hmm. but to answer to zig 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 and zag or whatever through this how it all came about is there was like an art show in erie that me and two other artists did um and we raised tons of money i think it was like i think it was a few thousand we yes. raised for a, a battered woman's shelter i don't know if that's the proper way to put that but yeah, i actually yeah, yeah. i googled it last night because i didn't want to like offend anybody but uh, um but yeah so there was that part and that was really really cool um and I think before that, though, there was a, and this is still when I was in Pennsylvania, one of my friends, Katie Southern, she's probably my biggest inspiration still in tattooing. She lived in all these places, got really amazing at tattooing, and then moved back to Iowa in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. And she was like, I'm just going to tattoo working class people. And like she would, mm -hmm. um, but the library in her town, the bush cuts, um, we're going to close that that library down. That was going to be a wrap. So she hit me up and it's like, will you come down? Will you fly out and come down and work for a week with me? And then one of those days we're going to donate all the money to the, to the library and hopefully oh. we can save it. And I was like, yeah, I'm about it. So we did that because I always liked working with Katie. It was always awesome when I got to work with her in guest spots and stuff. And uh, we see, if I remember right, we saved that library so nice. it's really cool so it's like those two things were like all right i want to go deeper into this down mm -hmm. the road but i need to make sure i have the space and do it right and i've done a little bit of community stuff before at my old shop but like with nakoma's tattoo it's like all right we have the space we have the parking we have all these different things we're gonna go all in so like that's <clears throat> that's how that happened you know so so it's like that's where it really came together and then there was one other thing too there's a an amazing artist activist named Phil America that I've been really, really good friends with. And he, um, like five years ago, all the stuff he was doing was just like amazing stuff. Like he, he, um, Nike shoes gave him a bunch of shoes and he cut them up and they, mm -hmm. he made a, a flag out of them. He's done cool. that a bunch of times. He lived in uh, a Bangkok slum for three months and documented, but I was like, Phil, you come up with all these ideas. Like, how do you come up with them? And yeah. he's the, like, like he really should be credited for a lot of this stuff because he was like, he just sat me down. He's like, Mike, every time I have an idea, I text it to myself or I put it in my notes and then I go back to it and then I pick out the best ones. And that's what I've done in the last ah. like three years. And it's like all because of Phil, because he told me that. And I was like, oh, because I'll have ideas and I'll just let them float into the ether. Yeah. But, but now for the last three years, I'll text him to myself if I'm driving or whatever. I'll just be like, hey, Siri, da da da, da. And then, or, or like I'll uh, put him in my notepad on my phone. Sure. So, yeah. So that's Thank where a lot you, of this Phil. stuff comes. Yeah. Phil's awesome. Like he's like, he's like his stuff like lately doesn't like just like blow me away like the stuff he was doing five years ago but i mean like but he's just like an amazing individual and he's great so so this is um this is really interesting in general but it's also interesting to me personally because i've directly benefited from um where you are in your community mindset and in your um with your physical space People, uh, you know, everyone, if you go to YouTube, uh, you can probably find my very first, like, political event. Uh, it was a campaign kickoff, uh, and it just looks like I'm in, like, a, you know, a warehouse room or something. It's upgraded now, but that is actually Mike's event space that we're referring to. And what I'm kind of hearing is that earlier on in your... Uh, uh, above ground economy professional career right instead of the underground economy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you were uh exposed to some 
community benefits and you saw the difference that those kind of events make in like the hyper local area mm -hmm. um, like in like you can literally save a library you can literally help women who are being abused through these uh through these events and then someone said you know if you have a good idea write it down um and you say you did that <laughs> As a result, when we met through the, um, the Nokomis Neighborhood Association, we established a relationship. I was like, this guy is legit. He is doing like so much stuff. Uh, and when I needed a space, you happened to have a space uh, available because of the way things lined up. So I think that's, uh, that's really wonderful. Yeah, it was like, and that was like a, an exciting time for us when you did announce it, because it's one of those things where with politics being hyper polarized right now, sure, yeah. me as a business owner years ago, I learned a lesson like it wasn't even that long ago, three years ago, one of my clients wanted me to do a second amendment tattoo on him. Mm -hmm. And he thought I was going to be against it because I used to post a lot of stuff um, <clears throat> when I was like more liberal leaning. Lately, I've become more of a centralist. A lot of the reason why is because I haven't been happy with both of the parties, sure. but, um, but there's still people I really, really like, you know, like um, left leaning, you know, especially like locally and like nationally, but that's a whole nother story. But, it, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, but it was like now the real challenge that I have as a business owner is I don't want to offend anybody on either side. So everything has to be like, pitched on the middle in a centralist way and hope that I offend the least amount of people. So with yours, it was a challenge because I was like, all right, I want to, I want to back Jerome with this. I, I really love what he wants to do with the hope grant because I've known a bunch of my friends who have graduated from the hope grant. A matter of fact, one of them is a graffiti writer too. So, um, but yeah, and I saw how it bettered his life and I was like, we got to bring this here. Jerome wants to bring this here. So like, I'm going to back him in whatever I can. So, but then how do you pitch that to the public where it's right. like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not siding with the liberals on this, this, that, the other thing. And then because of your backing of the hope grant and also it being like something that's instituted in Tennessee and Georgia, which are more conservative areas generally until mm -hmm. recent elections. Um, so it's like, that was a challenge, but it was awesome because it was like, I'm back in this individual because I back education. Education is like something that's near and dear to my heart, not just because my wife is an educator and a teacher and I get great health insurance from that. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, um, but also I, I, I'm a firm believer that when it comes to like anything, when it comes to education, it always will benefit people, you know, and I've seen people turn their life around because they got, they went to tech school and got a trade. You know, I've yep. seen people have a different perspective on like, abortion, guns, you know, like all types of things, because they took it upon themselves to be educated about those things. So with yours, it was like, it was like really easy to be like, he's backing this education. This isn't going to cost the taxpayers anything right. at all. This is going to, the money's going to come from the lottery and we can have people go to school for four years for free, just like in Tennessee and Georgia, you know, for all practical purposes, why don't we want to back this? And it was funny because there was, and I never told you, I think, but there was like so many conservative clients of mine that I tattoo that mm -hmm. like they saw that or they comment on it and they were like, that's awesome. Why don't we have that here? So it's like, hey, that, nice. yeah, so it was really, really cool. And I'm like very proud that we were able to announce that, you know, um, yeah. like announce your campaign from here. And I just hope that it keeps going in that direction because I think, I would be more happy with people like you being in, in political, um, being, being in an appointed position like that and voted in than some of the other people. So, well, you know, I didn't intend to make a political commercial today, Mike, but uh, I'll just remember to save that one later. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So, well, let's take a quick coffee break, um, and then we'll be right back. All right, we are back uh, with Mike Welch of Nokomis Tattoo, uh, Grandma's Tattoo Shop. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about local business and community. Um, and I'm really interested in the difference that local businesses make 
in a community. And I'm wondering if you've seen or can highlight examples of what uh, communities without strong local businesses, without supported businesses look like. Um, because what, like particularly in our neighborhood, um, we try, I know like collectively we talk about supporting our local businesses in the way that they should be supported. Um, but I don't know if we're able to really articulate what our community would be like without our local businesses. And so I'm, I'm curious if you've got some insights there. Oh, I have insights and plenty of opinions <laughs> on this. And if you think this is only going to be 10 minutes, you're dreaming. So okay. But okay. I'm going to try to keep it small. So there's like one thing I really want to touch on is like here locally, and you've heard me um, talk about this before, I've tattooed all over the nation. I have. I've, I've been blessed with that. And Nicomas, what's different about Nicomas, especially Nicomas East, but like Nicomas in general, um, from what I've seen, is like other communities that I've tattooed in, typically working class people get pushed out as the values of the homes go up. It just mm -hmm. is like a fact and it becomes unsustainable, unsustainable to them and they move somewhere else. That mm -hmm. hasn't happened in Nokomis. Like I tattoo like a lot of people who've been here, multi-generational families that have been here for decades. Like there's one family I tattoo and they're awesome. They're really, really cool. Um, tattoo the guy, um, he's been here for 60 years. Wow. His daughter has been here for 40 and then and I tattooed both of them and three of his grandkids and they all live in this area. And that's just something you don't see too often. So I feel really blessed that I work in a place that's like a nice thriving community, but it's also has its strong working class roots because that is where mm -hmm. I come, came from. Now, locally, what we see here that I don't think we see as many places, or at least I haven't seen it firsthand, but it might've just been something I neglected where you have like, um, and I was wearing the hoodie before, but it got too hot. I really wanted to wear it. But um, the workshop, which is like a pottery place, Jenny owns it. She lives literally two miles north. Uh, right next to her is Jeff Johnson. He runs uh, Design Replace. He literally lives, like I live eight blocks from here and he lives eight blocks north of me. And I can literally go down every one of the businesses that like they either live here uh, in the neighborhood or really, really close. You know, it's like yeah. John and Nancy from uh, Berry Sweet Kitchen. They just live in Bloomington, which is like, you know, literally just a few few minutes down the road. So what's cool about, about that stuff, though, is like when you go to like Grande Sunrise and you're, you're buying stuff from that family that works there it's going right into their pocket and it's not going anywhere else. And yeah. I think that's, and I mean, they, and they live locally too. They live right in Virgo Heights or, or South St. Paul. I mean, it's like right there. They're just, a, you know, a few exits off of 62. So, I mean, it's like, that's where I think it's really important in our community where we can see like so many people live in this neighborhood or really close to here. And then they own businesses here. And in Nokomis, especially Nokomis East, if you have a business here, you more than likely didn't fall into it. Like you wanted mm -hmm. to be in this area since it's kind of a little bit off the beaten path. Um, mm -hmm. The struggles though, that we go through is like, we don't, you know, like we don't have, you know, like a lot of the money backing that like big companies have. Yeah. And when, when we, when we do something, no one's going to help us typically, unless yeah. you can maybe get a grant or something for like a, um, Doug and Amy, they got a really cool grant to redo their uh, their parking lot in an environmental way at Bullshorn, which is just you know four or five blocks north. But but besides that kind of stuff, you just don't get it. You just don't get that kind of stuff. So those struggles, you're like really really on your own. And uh, mm. I mean, it's it, it, those are the struggles that and, and like also just like we don't have like a large like you know like a large company they can have a you know. 12 people in a room coming and pitching ideas and this, that, the other thing, yeah. literally, and, and like run it through the, the grinder and all this other stuff and come up with like something that's so polished that's going to hit all these people and they can slap their logo on everything and this, that, the other thing. Those things we don't have. We don't have like it, it's, you know, the, the marketing, the PR person, advertising for Nicomas Tattooist, mm -hmm. right here. This is it. This, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like, and, and coming up with those things. And I'm really lucky that I have a great staff. 
you know, like I have a really, really good staff that like they get a lot of stuff done for me and it's really, really hard for me to let go and let them do stuff. Um, I'm trying to get better about that, but I'm really, really lucky that I have people like that. And, uh, you know, so we do have those, 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 so many of those struggles and like, you know, hiring and all that stuff. So, I mean, it, it just goes, there, there's a lot more struggles, I think, with small businesses when all those things, but then there's the other flip side of that. It's like the rewards that we have, you know, it's like, I mean, like, like the ones that I said earlier, you know, it's like, like, you know, like helping clients when they're in a time of need yeah. and a time of crisis. So, and it's like, we have that relationship with them where like, let's say target or whatever, which is pretty for all practical purposes, they're a good corporation, you know, or one of the better ones, I would say. And their 5% idea, we stole that from them, you know? Oh. Like, yeah. That's where I got that um, idea originally, but it's like, we can see the direct effect, you know, where it's like, we have this relationship with people and it's like, like Amy and Doug, when they were getting a new parking lot, you know, that I was talking about, we mm -hmm. like Nicomas tattoo donated to that, you know, because it's like, we care about like, you know, we care about the runoff that's happening, you know, that's going into the Creek and how that's polluting, you know, the water. So, so you're touching on, um, well, again, you're touching on a hundred things, but the, <laughs> I, one of the first things relating to, um, what it means when you're supporting a local business in the community, the owners of those businesses and the families of those businesses are often in that community. So you're keeping money in the community when you're supporting your local business. Whereas when you're supporting some of these larger ones, the money is going out of the community, um, either to investors or to all this over these different levels of overhead or what have you. And that model with these larger companies can be really successful in terms of marketing and in terms of uh, leveraging that money to support, you know, um, shops that are failing or what have you. But that's literally your money going to support, you know, Texas. Like Minnesota money supporting Texas, Minnesota money supporting California or something. Whereas here we, we eat local, we get our tattoos local or what have you. Then when, um, just use your example before, when the library is facing a crisis, then we're like, oh, that's our library, right? Um, so I can leverage my business to support my library. Um, whereas with the larger company, they might not even know that the library is having a crisis until, if ever, right? They might, not just, they might just never know. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like, I mean, it's one of those things where, you pick your battles too. I mean, like, like right now, one of the biggest struggles that we're having with, you know, tattooing is just finding nitro gloves. And that's like, we need that, you know? So it's like, we, you know, like I have to get nitro gloves and unfortunately I can't get them locally and they would be too expensive anyway. So I have to go to Costco, but also at the same time, like Costco, you look at their business plan and how the, what they do and how they treat their employees and stuff like that, you know, really, really well, you know, and uh, pay them a livable wage and all that other That's fun good. stuff. So it's like, all right, if I have to bite the bullet and like support like a big company i try to you know you pick your battles you know you can't do it all the time but it's like all right i'm going to buy gloves from costco it's going to be at a better price you know and this that the other thing so i mean you you pick and choose your battles but like fortunately here in like nicomas there's a lot of those local stuff things that you can get you know uh, for the most mm -hmm. part and i don't know it just feels good and you know the the money is just cycling through each other you know which is yeah. like really really awesome and I don't know. I really like this community. Hey, we're going to take an unscheduled break. All right. You all situated with your camera now? I am good. Uh, so we talked about money going out of the, out of the community. Um, you made the point that the money stays local. And then I think we were going to start talking about challenges. Because uh, you had alluded to some of the challenges uh, before. Okay. Challenge, uh, as far as challenges, there are a lot with owning a small business. I mean, it's like, it's, it, it's just insane. Like permits, you know, all, you know, between permits, all that stuff. And Minneapolis is not lightweight at all about like, they'll, 
they'll get there's like a fee that I pay every year that's like fifty to a hundred dollars, and I have no idea no why idea I pay. <laughs> yeah, no, I've even called them. I'm like, what is this for? And they're like, well, because it's for contaminated water. And it's like, uh, we're a tattoo shop. We don't contaminate water. Like, what? What are you talking? And they're like, well, every other tattoo shop pays that, so you have to pay it too. And it's like, it's huh. like, like I said, it's fifty to a hundred dollars. It's not worth. It's not the hill I'm going to die on. But it's yeah. like. But there's a lot of stuff like that. Like we get a, uh, and there's just so many things when you live in a, if you, not, sorry, not live, but when you own a business in a major city like Minneapolis, mm-hmm. even though Minneapolis is obviously not big as Atlanta or New York or Chicago or whatever. Yeah, but you you like run into all these fees uh, and, and they, 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 they lay them on you, you know, but it's like, so that's a big struggle. But then also at the same time, I'm a person who like, feels very blessed that uh we get so much more out of our money in minneapolis like when when i pay my taxes in minneapolis i never feel bad because it's like the lakes the parks the the bike trails the snow removal all these things you know the educational system is pretty good here Mm -hmm. i know the school board is having their struggles right now but it's like you know you do what you do you know it's like and i don't feel bad about that but at the same time it's like and can you guys hit me with one more fee? Ooh. Well, so one of the reasons I'm really interested in the challenges that local businesses face is because when it comes to supporting your local business, the product or service that you offer isn't always something that I can just buy and support you that way, right? Like I haven't gotten any tattoos yet, you know, one of these days, I'm sure it'll happen. I, I can't wait until you get the, <laughs> the collar rocker that says Georgia for life. That's the one that I can't wait for. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, I want to, but I don't think a lot of people understand the fees and the overhead and all of the hoops you have to jump through just to keep your shop open. Um, and this is a shop that supports the entire community even not just you know the people in the community that get tattoos yeah well we've been pretty lucky like because when i was looking at this before like like our we got a neat niche you know and plenty of people come outside of you know the nicomas area and minneapolis and even farther you know um Mm -hmm. to get tattooed here which is great which is awesome you know um so it's like with us i feel like we're in a pretty good position where you know, it's like, because there was one question you were going to ask, and I might have jumped the gun that was like, sure. how do you support, you know, how do yeah. you support us or whatever? And I, w- I was like, supporting us is cool. I, I mean, people want to get a, you know, a tattoo from us. That is awesome. But like, at the same time, right now, I'm more concerned about some of the other businesses in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not ask those businesses how they're doing too much, because I don't think it's my place. But I will say it's like, if you come to Nakoma statue or you come to the area, it's like we have the maps from the business association and it just like has all the businesses on there. And it's like, I think it's more important to me right now that Jerome doesn't get a tattoo, but Jerome like supports the other small businesses that might be really struggling in this time. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I think is really, really important to me right now, because I want to, I don't want to see any of the businesses closed. Um, we've already lost a few and I don't want to see any more of them closed and how that directly affects me is like if there's more abandoned storefronts you know on 34th and in Nicomas East when my clients come here mm-hmm. they're gonna be like oh I don't know about where Mike is tattooing now you know so it's like that's how that directly affects me so like I really really encourage everybody like you know, like support us. That's great. I appreciate it. But like right now, I think like supporting those other businesses because they're the ones who struggled so much in the last year and their restrictions are so, so tight, you know, and especially you look at like some of those restaurants, but it's not limited to them. Those Mm -hmm. margins are so slim already. And if you don't support them, you know, like they might go under, but then there's the other part where it's like, man, like just Nicomas, like, I get all hyped about it and I think some people get annoyed about it but I mean it's like I see things all the time here where I'm like this neighborhood is really really effing cool it is yeah, you know see and it's where it's a big struggle for me and speaking of never another struggle but it's like it's you know it's like when the stuff went down and the stimulus checks got kicked out 
like an older senior citizen guy went into Grande Sunrise mm. and endorsed half of his check, his stimulus check, and just gave it to Grande Sunrise. Really? Yeah, it was like a crazy. And I had to tell them, like Roberto <laughs> posted it on, on Instagram. And I was like, hey, Roberto, that's really awesome. Uh, but you got, you got to X out the routing number on the yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and he's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But it's like, but he was so excited and I was excited for him. And, and then there's like, they, so there's like all this, that cool stuff that's going on with businesses and we all know each other. And we all care about each other. You know, I mean, like, like a lot of the business owners, they're not going to probably get a tattoo from me, but some of them do. And like, it just, it's really, really cool. And then like, you look at like that, that ice carousel that, that uh, got oh, Ben made. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, we, we are really, really lucky to be in Nakoma East because I think that like, I don't know, just like a lot of people who are really community oriented. And I don't think you see that, you know, a lot of areas to this level, you know? So but I, I think it's, uh, I think we do have a lot of people who make those individual choices to better their community, to support their local businesses or what have you. And uh, yeah, you keep saying luck. <laughs> But I think, you know, I think you and your work and um, you're, you're pretty vocal on social media about the supporting the community. You're really advertising this neighborhood. So you're bringing in the kind of people who care about the kind of work that you're doing, you know. Uh, and I think it's just a, like a positive cycle, like a positively reinforcing cycle. You do good things. Good people come. They do good things. Um, and it's a... Uh, it's not it's not something that can't exist in other places you just have to make the individual choices I mean, you and your group of friends can decide that you're going to support you know your local restaurant over i don't know the restaurant the chain um down the street right like and, and, and it's one of those things that like we're like you you always pick and choose your battles you know like mm -hmm. i buy you know, a pretty good amount of shoes from Nakoma shoes. They're right mm -hmm. across the street. They've been super awesome, but like, I like to buy American made products as much as possible. And mm -hmm. they don't always have the American made shoes that, that I want. So I might end up going somewhere else, you know, yeah. and like, but that's okay. You know, and, and it's like supporting it. And, and like with the luck thing, it's like a lot of times I'll say that, that it's luck because I know I'm extremely lucky. Sure. I know. And I know that some of this stuff is planned and, you know, like, you know, a bunch of it is like planned out and the pieces fell together in the right way or whatever. But I do say luck all the time because there's so many times in my life where, you know, let's say that like, like just take this for instance, what I got charged with two felonies once Okay. And those got dropped down to misdemeanors, thank God, and they got expunged. Mm -hmm. Now, if I got convicted of those, how would my life have changed? And yeah. that's luck. That's yeah. definitely luck. Where be like some of my friends weren't that lucky. Yeah. They got that felony and that they're and they were good people too, you know, but now their options and their opportunities in their life are very lessened. So and it's a lot of the stuff I, I do. I, I, a lot of the stuff I do always say luck because I know I'm extremely lucky and some of it is planned, you know, some of it is planned, but I, I also prefer to use like the term luck all too often because I don't, I, I think I seen too many people sit there and, and, you know, like be like, it's me, 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 me. And I just don't like that. Oh, I, okay. You know, I, I don't like that at all. It's like, it's not how I was raised. It's not like there's been many, many times that I've been like knocked down and humbled and, mm -hmm. and I don't forget those things, you know? I mean, I, so I remember like one time there's like one of the most humbled acts I ever, ever have gone through in my life as I was getting my portfolio critiqued by a woman named Don Cook, who's just like an amazing tattooer in Michigan. I had just got tattooed by her. And she ripped my portfolio apart. No, I'm sorry. no, 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 it was good. That's what I wanted. And like that drive from Ann Arbor, Michigan to Erie was like a really, really, really tough one. And it made me question if I wanted to still tattoo mm -hmm. and if I was going to like take the lessons, you know, mm -hmm. and step it up. And 
and it was humbling and it was like good uh, as my development as a tattoo artist as an artist as an individual so that's that's the way that i want to try to live my life as best i can i'm not the best tattooer you know sure. i'm not the best person you know but i'm just trying to do the best i can and i'm not no angel by any stretch of the imagination like people who are like looking for someone who's like you know like trying to look up to me it's like man like because I've had that happen a bunch of times. I'm like, man, like I, I, I'm full of flaws and there's more to come. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm far from perfect. All I try to do is the best that I can and like give back to my community, you know? That's a lot to look up to. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's good advice for anybody, I would say. Um, along the lines of, those luck, of that luck thing, I think it's really interesting because we have kind of a, like a similar but differing philosophy on it because I am of the, of the opinion that the bad, the bad luck, the bad things are going to happen that are outside of your control. Um, but you, 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 know, you just got to keep plowing forward, keep doing the hard work, uh, keep persevering despite it. Right. Um, and so I think our worth work ethic and our philosophies like take us to a similar place. Um, but our journey to get there is just a little different. Yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. Hey, I think also, I don't know, there, there's just one thing that I was thinking about too is like on the struggle part of it too. I mean, like I've really, really tried to go the distance to like hire good people mm -hmm. for the shop, but then also like having it be as diverse as I can and that's a real struggle sometimes because it's yeah. like you know because it's like you know it's like how do you do that and it hasn't always worked I mean there, there's plenty of people I've hired where I, you know it just didn't work but like lately it seems like it's really pulled together and I'm really really happy that our staff is pretty pretty diverse I wouldn't mind if it was a little bit more diverse but at the same sure. time it's you know it's like and, and I feel blessed about that you know, and it's like, that's a direct change of that I can have an effect, you know, where it's like, all right, you know, like, I'm going to go the distance to like, see if we can find the right person mm -hmm. who happens to be a woman or happens to be, you know, a person of color, you know, or like whatever, but you know, at the same time, like, you know, it's just that the, the many hats you wear as a business owner, and like, you know, it's like, I got to work on my tattoos and get them better, my art, the center, everything. And then I have to like motivate the people in the right direction. So yeah. they, they feel that they can thrive too. And that's sometimes like hard, you know, so. I am right there with you. Just recently, I was looking through our Instagram account for the podcast, looking at our guests. And I was like, there are some people missing on here that <laughs> you would think I would have, uh, that you think would have just kind of naturally gravitated uh, to be a guest here. Uh, and I was like, well, Jerome, you're just going to have to work a little bit harder to make sure that you're presenting really like actually diverse viewpoints um, on the on the show. So it, it, it is it is work and it's on top of everything else. <laughs> See, I, I knew it. I knew there was a reason why you had me on. You're like, I'm going to find the one person who has a beard with multiple colors. We needed the multicolored beard. <laughs> I was actually going to, I was going to um, dye it purple the other day, but then we had a, uh, we had a meeting with another dog rescue. And mm -hmm. I remember last time I dyed my beard, like it screwed me up. I was like, hi, like I was like, so I was like, I was like, all right, I'm not going to die it before I go into this meeting because that is going to be a nightmare. So I haven't got to change it, but uh, soon enough, it'll be purple. But soon enough. So, yeah, I'll make sure to I'll post it and then I'll send 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 it to you so you can, <laughs> you know, do whatever well, you want with it. You know what, Mike, um, we'll probably end the co this conversation here with this color beard, but maybe you can come back and talk to us again uh, with the purple beard in the future. And we can we can see exactly. Or maybe no beard too. You never know. Oh, so, <laughs> full of surprises. Uh, Jerome, I do want to state thanks for having me on here. It means oh, a lot you. to me. And I really, um, when we were both part of the neighborhood board, I really appreciated um, how you ran it. 
I really like it's like even when I was looking at the the rundown when you you gave a the you know the timeline or whatever you want to call it and I was like oh some things don't change he's right on the you know <laughs> which is which is really really awesome and there was like also when we were on the neighborhood board there was like there was times where you like there was one thing that like I was like you know what that's a challenge that I can meet and I remember you're like the members of the business or the neighborhood association should be more mindful about sustainability yeah so it's like you live in the neighborhood can you walk to these meetings are you in that position or can you ride your bike and i remember when you put that out there it's like it was kind of reading between the lines and stuff but i was like you know what i can bike i could bike to this i could do this and then then that's what i did and it's like those those cool ideas that you put on the ether like that i think is really really cool so it's like and i i definitely really appreciate that you're an aaron you know are in the neighborhood and stuff i think that it's just it's been awesome so i'm really glad that that has grown to appreciation because as i recall at the time you had just uh, maybe souped up your car or something and you're like i just want to drive my cool car <laughs> yeah yeah the one that was killing my back yeah no like uh, um like that that's it's like I said before, you know, I come from this working class. My folks were bikers from the sixties and it's like, you know, like I pick my battles and stuff and it's like, but then it's like, you know what? I want to drive a Dodge charger. I want to, I want to go zero to a hundred in like a second on the highway underneath the safest situations possible. (laughs) But yeah, like, but, uh, um, but yeah, it was like, I enjoyed that car. Uh, both of the chargers that I owned. Um, I, I enjoyed both of them, but they were killing my back slowly. And now everybody gets the gets a laugh because now Mike is in a minivan. So, you know, and it doesn't kill my back. So, <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> and it definitely doesn't go zero to a hundred in like a week. So, no. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's like, I think the closest I've gotten, I think I went like 70 on it once. And it's like, wow, this is and this is definitely a different a step down, but I, I like it a lot more because I'm not screaming 10 minutes into my drive because my pack. So well, yeah, good. Well, but yeah, uh, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. Well, everybody, if you're in the Nokomis area and you see a bearded man in a minivan, maybe purple, maybe multicolored, just wave and say hi to your local business owner. Thank you, Mike. This was awesome. All right. Thank you, Jerome. I always appreciate you. So Woo. Okay. bye everybody. Thank you for joining in the conversation today. If you would like exclusive access to live streams of these conversations and to a community of people to converse with on topics like the one that we discussed here today, then join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash bottomless coffee. Bottomless coffee podcast is produced by me, Jerome Evans, on social media everywhere as at Jerome T. Evans. Our Patreon producers are listed in the episode description. You can connect with the podcast on Instagram at Bottomless Coffee Podcast. Our website is bottomlesscoffeepodcast.com. And our music is by Noir et Blanc V and God Mode. Thanks all.